0: Welcome, welcome to another. The official podcast of the The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron.
1: The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Urn? The Leaky
0: Cauldron.
2: Just go! You're wasting time!
0: Welcome
3: to Pottercast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves. Like me, Matt Lewis,
0: I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast trio, Melissa, John, and Sue. Welcome, it's Pottercast seventy-eight. Woohoo! Welcome, welcome. I'm Melissa, we have a great show for you. Here, here with me are John and Sue, as usual. Howdy, it's, howdy. It's our last podcast before our first ever London Live podcast. In this show, we have so much Equus. It's insane. You'd think that we were a show about horses. It's about Dan Radcliffe's premiere in the London West End. We have an interview with Jenna of danradcliffe.com, who was there at the opening and tells us all about the show. Also, this week, our Canon Conundrums was all about Voldemort. And Alba- wait, my notes say Al- Alabama. My notes say Alabama. I think we mean <laughs> Albania.
3: You <not> <laughs> might I, <laughs> I
0: think we mean Albania. Somebody in the Pottercast Sweet home, noteboard was asleep. Okay. So,
3: yeah, not me. <laughs> Certainly not me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, <laughs> but we have we have a lot of fun announcements. But before we do any of that,
3: today's Pottercast is brought to you by Borders. Do you believe Snape is a friend or a foe? Show everyone where your loyalties lie. Reserve Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at Borders for 40% off and get a free sticker. Choose from Trust Snape or Snape is a Very Bad Man. (laughs) Click on the Borders banner at the top of pottercast.com to reserve your book and pick up your sticker the next time you visit a Borders store near you.
0: And hey, double trouble if that next time is July 21st. That's where you should be on July 21st at a nice, friendly neighborhood Borders. Yes. Okay, a couple quick announcements Before we get into this week's show Podcast Alley, as always Dig.com, as always Vote for us, do the thing You can see the links in the show notes Our live podcast is next Saturday At the Charing Cross Road Borders It is going to be at 1230 We're happy to announce that our friend Chris Rankin Who plays Percy Weasley in the Harry Potter films Will be joining us at this podcast He'll be on the panel um, we're gonna we're good, We're just we're gonna have a great time. So heck yeah, Percy. Well, he said it gives him a chance to wear his Potter shirt, which makes me quite happy. And, awesome. Yeah. So and he, and we'll he put, knows
3: he knows if Percy is good or evil, and he'll tell you if you no. ah, you're not good. How are not gonna do that? Oh, no.
0: anyway. Um, we're going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be 1230 at the Charing Cross Road podcast, uh, podcast Borders. We'll have a link to all of that on Pottercast.com. Another quick reminder, we're going to be at Phoenix Rising, Phoenix Rising, the Harry Potter convention in New Orleans. <laughs> Our show is on May 17th. We're organizing, helping organize a trip to build houses for the the organization Habitat for Humanity while we're down in New Orleans. As you know, Hurricane Katrina devastated much of the area, so we're going to get some Potter fans together with a a very nice woman who's organizing it and get out there and put some mortar and brick or maybe just some wood down to help rebuild. On Phoenix Rising, we're also doing two panels. We'll also be having musical guests from the Wamping Willows and Draco and the Malfoys at our live podcast, which is May 17th. And I think that's about it in the announcements arena, so I think it's time to go check in with Sue for her Sue's News, and we'll come back and, and chat.
4: Take it away, Sue! Hello, everyone. Well, it is a light news week. However, there is a bit of film news as two new photos surfaced online of the young Marauders and Snape from the pensive scene in the upcoming Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix movie. These photos show a young Sirius Black, James Potter, Remus Lupin, and a young Peter Pettigrew, as well as a young Severus Snape. We also saw a new candid photo of Natalia Tena, who plays Tonks, taken in her dressing room. And while she's not in costume, she is sporting her purple hair that she does wear as the R in the fifth movie. And all these photos are available in our galleries. A new review has been released of the high-definition DVD of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire this week with the review stating, quote, The Goblet of Fire is possibly one of the best HD transfers to date, with clean, crisp pictures looking stunning and at times almost 3D-like in quality. Warner have made a real effort to provide all of their high-definition release with Dolby True HD, which adds to the superb mix, especially when pushed through the decent-quality amp. The whole experience is an assault on the senses that will leave you demanding more of the same." The high-definition version of Goblet is already available in the U.K., and the U.S. is expected to see this available sometime early this summer. You can see some new screen caps, including one of the menu, and new photos of James and Oliver Phelps, who do the commentary for the DVD, also in our galleries. Finally, EA, the makers of the Harry Potter video games, have prepared to launch the New Order of the Phoenix video game website with screenshots and a press release now posted. You can check this out, as well as all many sites of the previous video games for the movies, by clicking on www.masterthemagic.com. And book-related news now, the translator of the Hebrew edition of the Harry Potter books recently met with Potter fans and refused to divulge what she does know about the upcoming Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, saying... Only, quote, I know one single shard of information, but I'm not allowed to reveal it, and I don't like to make speculations, end quote. Hmm. Also, many booksellers and retailers are advertising for the last Harry Potter book. We have quite the collection now of posters, bookmarks, and much more in our galleries. So if you're out and about and do spot one, please feel free to send it in, and we will add it to our collection. Finally, as Equus the Play, starring Potter actors Dan Radcliffe and Richard Griffiths, is set to open this week in London, a recent photo call was held in England, and you can now see some new photos of the actors in our galleries. For more on the Equus play, please stay tuned as we will have a review and interview with Jenna from danradcliffe.com, who just saw the play, and it sounds great. Well, for all things in and around of the world of Harry Potter, you can always find them at www.leakynews.com, which is updated continually. And back to the show we go.
0: Thank you for the sense. news, Sue. That's some awesome news. <laughs>
4: well, by the time you hear
0: this, uh, one of the, one of me and John, one of the three of us will be in London, and John will be joining us. So, we're, we're going gonna have to have a great boat. time. It
3: takes a while longer. <laughs> it
0: does take a while. I'm going a couple days early to catch up with some friends. We're going to be seeing some great theater while over there, and I think that one of those shows that we're seeing is pretty much dominating all of our news content this week,
4: Just isn't it, a Sue? Bit, it's about a boy and a horse, sort of. Dumb waiter. Mm. Oh no! Don't depress me on that. No, Mister Dan Radcliffe's and Richard Griffiths play Equus is. Let's see, we saw some new photos. New press photo call was held the other day, which has created, if possible, even more controversy because in the course of the play. Yeah, nobody cares that he was naked. No, he's smoking. Sound the alarms. (laughs) Get the people. You know. Oh,
3: and he also abuses animals. Oh,
4: you know. Forget. I mean, it's just. (laughs) You know. And and uh, it's just I mean I don't I don't even know where it's going to stop. It's just one thing after another, and it's in the play, it's in the script, and and those are these are stills from the play, exactly. and it's just not it's not him. What's he oh, so gonna is, do take just the because, Lord's name in vain next?
0: You and, know, I mean, come on,
3: what else can the well, kid do?
0: Just because I mean I'm just tired of the opera over it. He's he's in a show, so because he's clothed, we have to find something else to scream about. He's not the first, nor who will he be the last person of teen age to smoke in a movie right. or a show. Right. Yeah. Dan is not, you know, lighting up for Marlboro on a billboard. Yeah. He's in a show, people.
3: Just they aren't even real smokes.
0: Blacks. They might be real smokes. Those little candy smokes. Well, they
4: have, they have yeah. stage cigarettes sometimes, but... I love the candy but those smokes. Are not candy smokes. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's interesting because, I don't know if we talked about this before, but Warner Brothers issued a press release defending Dan. They're obviously not going right. to... They are not unhappy with his doing his creative choices as an actor. And, and I just, I don't know. I don't know how to. He got, he got good reviews. Reviews have been all very positive. So I just think we should just kind of take a breath and say, okay, this is not Harry Potter up there. It's Stan Ratcliffe acting in another play.
3: Totally. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, we're going to hear so much about that because Jenna from com right. is here. Uh, she'll be coming in in a little bit and telling us all about her experiences seeing one of the first performances right. of the show.
4: Um, you know what's kind of cool, to too, about Equus, though, is that there's kind of rumors now starting that it may even come over to this side of the ocean and come to Broadway, which would be interesting. I think that's a little bit premature, but I don't know. What do you guys... Yeah. Well,
0: it couldn't star Dan, apparently. Yeah. The timing is awful. He has so much to do. it's It would have to be years from now. And at that point, he'll have right Right. Show. But I mean,
4: because they were saying so. this fall, and I'm like, they're going to be starting shooting um, Hapla Prince, even though we no. don't even have a director yet. But he's gonna, supposed to start filming, and there's just no, I just can't see that happening. I just thought it was kind of interesting. But well, people are excited. Um, but okay. Well, yeah. Film news. We saw. Uh, uh, a <laughs> uh, Grid. No, we didn't see Hagrid We saw the young Marauders and young Snape. I liked them. I thought it was interesting. Me too. I, I like Snape, Snape the
3: best. I got that one.
4: He was what? John.
3: I think he needed to be a little more emo. I want I that hair all in quite, his face.
0: I didn't quite get the Marauders picture. I don't. I don't know that I'm. I'm positive. I think the Sirius looks good. I think Pettigrew looks mm-hmm. very good. Remus looks fine. James looks fine. I'm not. I can't really get this until I right. see it in the movie. Right? Because we. we, we yeah. It's all about their attitude right. and the way they
4: move. I agree. I mean, because it was a still thing, in it, and it, w- it was very small. It either came from, like, a trading card or a sticker or something, so the picture itself was really small. And then, of course, the infamous hair word came back up, you know, because James' hair looks blonde. It's <sighs> just... <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tired. That's it what looks they were saying. Blonde. I mean, I didn't... John, have you seen the picture?
3: I have seen the pictures, but it That's looks what blonde?
4: could be in the oh. sun, but, you know, hey. So, okay, so we saw these pictures, and pictures are slowly beginning to trickle out, although people are saying, oh, they're finding new and new, and they're actually old stuff from the previews that we've, you know, had before. So, um, you know, or some, like, we saw a new photo of Natalia Tana as Tonks, which was taken, you know, didn't really look like her in costume, but she's got purple hair. I know, she was, like, in her dressing room, and somebody took a picture on their camera phone, and then
0: all of a sudden, it's all on, right, it's on right. the net, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah we've had a lot a, a big a ton of new pictures it's just we're just at the stage now where things can no longer be held because pictures are being sent out to people who aren't in the inner sanctum. they're being sent out to merchandisers right. they're being sent out to people for the video game. they're being sent out to such a wide berth of people that they are
4: going right. to leak right. you know yeah. so stay tuned you'll see a lot more yeah, well, of them I'm speaking sure. of video games the ea game soon is coming soon i was excited the the makers of the Harry Potter game has started to say that the Order of the Phoenix thing is coming. So, but other than that, it's been kind of the Order of the Phoenix thing. thing. <laughs> you know that big word.
3: I love Order <laughs> of the Phoenix things.
4: Wait, no, I'm confused. Uh, what did I'm they sorry. Start to the say? website is going to be launched promoting the uh, Order of the Phoenix game. I'm sorry. Okay, that's a lot more specific than. <laughs> that's thing is coming. I'm sorry. I'm just not <laughs> worth it tonight. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's funny. But that's so but it's it's actually been a fairly slow news oh, yeah. aside from the issues of horses. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: uh, well, we have some great stuff coming up this week. Um Leaky's we had two big announcements yes. on where where you can read Leaky this week. We're on we're in the New York Post. Um we're we're doing a blog over there so come join us over there. We'll be doing theory discussion and whatnot um, on blogs.nypost.com slash potter. And leaky is now also all over amazon.com. Oh, how'd
3: that happen? We hacked in there?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Seven years of work, man. We, we have finally the best got
3: programmers in. ever.
0: <laughs> no, we, we, we were asked to put our content on amazon.com. We willingly obliged. And yeah, whenever you look at any Harry Potter page or any Harry Potter related anything on, her, yep. on amazon.com there, our blog is right on the page, so we're really, really pleased with that. Um, but yeah,
3: it's pretty slick.
0: It's really exciting, actually.
3: Well, isn't us. there Didn't something else happened with uh, Harry Potter hmm. Seven this week on leaky? Could that be? Some other project?
0: I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no! It is only the biggest thing about Harry Potter Seven. That we've released thus far pretty much it chapter is one and it's chapter entirety. one it's harrypotter7.com this is our exhaustive guide to the seventh and final harry potter book it is written in essay form it is hundreds of pages of research wrapping up of predictions and plot lines and a guide to predicting in book seven there's thoughtful diet uh what's the word i'm looking for discussions essays on everything that might play a big role in book 7. Basically, if you would like to get the the most comprehensive, the best research, the best written from the best people to write it, go go to harrypotter7.com. Um it's 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 our complete fan resource to Harry Potter 7 and in conjunction with it we have opened our fifth Get a Clue charity drive. Now, if you are a longtime Leaky Reader, you know that we have been collecting for literacy since 2002. Our first drive was called Get a Clue because we were bidding on the clues that J.K. Rowling put on a card that she had auctioned at Sotheby's. Those were clues for Book 5. And so every charity drive from then on has been, at least in part, named Get a Clue in honor of that first drive. Over five years, you guys have helped us donate more than $30,000 to charity to Book 8 International. Book 8 International helps us set up libraries in countries around the world, countries that need it, countries that can now, because of BookAid's work, educate themselves and empower themselves in ways they couldn't before. We have opened this drive in conjunction with HarryPotter7.com so that we can come together and show the world again that we're grateful for what Harry Potter has brought into our lives. We'll be leaving this donation drive open through July 21st and announcing our results and making our donation on that day as Harry Potter fans, as one, and we're, re- we're so excited about it. So basically if you want to be involved in any way, if you want to make us a button that we can put on our page to spread the word, if you have a website, please put up a link and let us know. You can do that at Harry Potter 7 at theleakycauldron.org or you know what, we'll, we'll we'll put a we'll put a link on harrypotter7.com make a button, make a banner, spread the word, put it on your MySpace, put it on your top friends, we'll make a MySpace for it. We want to get the word out there so that Harry, all Harry Potter fans have the opportunity to contribute to this cause so that we can say on July 21st we are Harry Potter fans and we're grateful for what we've been given and we want to give it to other people. So, go check that out.
3: Very that awesome. Astounding it's, no, silence.
4: it's just a, you know, no, you were, you were that was... <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, it's really stunning. All the effort that went into that
0: it's literally six months of work. These people, these essayists have, are just, I mean, they're just incredible. Jason, guru of sloth wrote an essay on what is on the, the fan journey. Our own Sue wrote a wonderful essay on being a fan right oh. now. We have a collection of some of the most memorable letters that we've received at Leaky. There are chapters on the Malfoys. There's chapters on Horcruxes. There's chapters on the order of the Phoenix. There's a chapter wrapping up everything that's happened in the first six books written by Steve Van Der Ark, our friend from the Harry Potter lexicon. There is a chapter on everything that J.K. Rowling has said that might hint to what's coming in book seven from Lisa, who runs AxioQuote.org, which is the only and the biggest and the most comprehensive compendium of J.K. Rowling quotes online. I mean, it is basically if you want to Mm -hmm. get a summation of Harry Potter and be educated about about it going into book seven, a refresher course, if you will.
4: It's the place. It's just amazing, too. There's just, just about every facet, and you can come. We have links. You can come discuss it in our forum as well. There's just so many things to go over, and it's just impressive, the people and the theories. It's just humbling. It really is. It's amazing. And it's kind of scary, too, when you see all of yeah, those things, like all those quotes. I was reading those, and I was like, Ugh. You know? It's all coming together. Yeah, You don't realize how much... Bulk
0: we've had really? to assimilate over these years, and the, uh, the the regular Harry Potter fan probably you know can't do it. I couldn't do it without having read all this, you know. And it's really a valuable, a valuable resource. The girls at Scribulous um at, at came together mostly. They made up the bulk of the essays. It was run and organized in the beginning by Julie by Julie Tyne and our former editor. And it's really just this amazing project that these people have given their mm-hmm. their hearts and souls to. So. If you have a second, go check it out and see if you like it. HarryPotter7.com
4: Bravo. It is. It's awesome. Good work. Phew. Yeah. On that sure. note...
3: On that note, huge show. Push on through, I suppose.
0: I'm exhausted from that talk about Harry Potter 7.
3: I know. It was very good. A, good, a drink of water. And uh, well, let's jump right into can of Conundrums. I think Steve's ready to go.
0: It's all about Vapor Morton, Alabama.
2: Now it's time for Canon Conundrums. Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon.
1: Who could possibly figure that out?
3: Okay, we're back with Canon Conundrums. Pottercast
0: 78. 78? Wow. I feel
3: like we just did Pottercast 50 with a special big wrap-up show.
0: Well, who's here?
2: I'm here. I am here as well. <laughs>
0: Jason, known as Guru of Sloth, Steve from the Harry Potter lexicon, John Newey. Hi there.
3: We are back. What's our topic? Oh, it's a whopper of a topic, Steve. Let's hear about it. Well,
1: you know, it's a it's a, it's a strange topic. When I first heard it, I thought, well, that's a weird question, because I never <laughs> thought about that, but why did mort which of course would be the version of Voldemort after they would you know... Curse backfired, fired at Harry. Why did Vapor I hate saying that T on there, go to Albania? <laughs> yeah. Why did he go to Albania, of all places? Well, the
3: answer, answer of course, is obvious. Which is what, John?
1: Well, I, I don't want to give it to you yet. This I is going to be the shortest canon course. conundrums ever. Why is it, John?
3: <laughs> well, I, we have to discuss it first before I actually give you the answer. Oh, okay. That's
1: our reward. Save my it.
2: thoughts. Slogging through it with you. Mm.
3: He just wants
0: to make sure we're not copying him. Yeah. We all oh, of don't Jump on this yeah. bandwagon.
1: Okay, exactly. well then, let, last, let me ask you this: Why not? Because it's oh. far away. And why does that surprise people? Yeah, but this is the this is the Wizarding World. There's no such thing as far yeah. away. Yeah, zap. I think it was operation. Well, I mean, why did he settle down there? Like.
2: You know, I don't think life was easy for him as a as a vapor. You know,
1: <laughs> maybe he. So the question would be, you know, all this terrible, horrible stuff happened. The the curse rebounds, and boom, he's sitting yeah. there as a little dust speck or whatever, going, "I got to get to Albania." So yeah. I, you know, I can see. I know just well, what why? to do. You know, why not why not, you know, I don't know, Ireland or something, yeah. why Albania. Yeah. So there's plenty of you know, wild You don't want to go to Ireland. No. I don't there's know. plenty of wild spaces, I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and without having to go all the way to Albania. So why why do you think? Why why Albania?
3: Do you think he was con- in control of his transportation? Yeah. Ah.
0: I think there's something we we, we might be forgetting. Yeah. we hear that he's in Albania when Harry's 11. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. We have no mm-hmm. idea
0: where he was before
4: that.
2: Or if he was always in Albania. Oh, what does he say in Goblet? Like, I I don't know. I mean, he says like he was wandering around, kind of aimlessly
1: for a while. Part of the reason it's Albania, and this is again one of these times I think when it's possible we got to look at at Joe is making a decision based on not necessarily strictly geography, is that Albania itself has a reputation as being a very closed, kind of secretive um, uh, country. It isn't anymore, but it was. And, and so it had that reputation of being a a a kind of a place that people didn't know much about. It was kind of a secret or a, Mm -hmm. or a mysterious place. You didn't, you didn't easily travel there, for example, for, 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 as a tourist. Uh, in years past. I mean, that's not not true anymore. But so I think there may be sort of a perception of that would be a very mysterious, hidden away kind of a place. And so I think possibly if you want to step out of the story, uh-huh. that would be maybe why Joe would have chosen that yeah. place instead that he went to Albania.
0: Isn't it also considered in maybe its literary tradition, I'm not sure, very m- mythical and magical. And I always think of like Transylvania, you know, mm-hmm. and Romania, you know, these places that are considered to be very magical and dark and where you find witches and and things that go bump in the night. And it just seems that it just, the word Albania just instantly summoned up this image Mm. for me, which may or not, may not be true. I'm sure it's a lovely country that I've never been to, but of, of woods and and shadows, you know, nor, nor am I. No, seriously. But you know, you think about that part of the world, In literature, has always been sort of gothic Spooky, and dark, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know?
2: And, and whether or not it's true, if it popped into your mind, it may have also popped into Rowling's mind. and that
3: You know who it probably wouldn't feel like a big, creepy, strange place to? The people of Albania. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: yeah. You <laughs> <figure>. the, ones, <laughs> the ones who are now not going yeah. to be inviting Melissa.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Sorry, Albania. I'm sure you're nice.
2: It's not all bad because Bertha Jorkin's cousin or whatever lives there. Yeah.
3: No, really. I mean, is there a, a translation, do you think, for Albania? There is. Do we you have think, the covers like, in our gallery. Do you think the cover for that book is like a picture of, of Voldemort in their country and like making <laughs> a huge deal about it because they said Albania and they get excited about it? Yeah, well, like, why don't
0: I go check it out? Like
3: <laughs> the, the, Albania, the place that
1: Voldemort camped out.
0: <laughs> Actually, the Albanian book covers, the ones that we have, are the Mary Grand Prix ones.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, I'll be darned. Well, and there, there's some heavily forested and mountainous areas of Albania. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. we've got some nice pictures on the lexicon, but, um, but I think most of it is probably, again, I'm kind of playing my hand here, but I really think that Joe picked it for non-geographical reasons. Uh-huh. But I think it's yeah. still fun to look back at it and say, okay, why? He's, yeah. he's, he's in this, this semi, you know, nothing state. And why did he end up in Albania of all places, mm-hmm. you know? Why didn't he just stay in Britain? That's where he wanted to be, mm-hmm. and he ended up having to hitch a ride with Quirrell by sheer luck to come back to Britain. So why Albania? Here, I've, I've said my idea. What do you guys think? Well, okay, uh, here's
2: one like small idea, kind of expanding on that. Maybe this was somewhere that Tom Riddle or Voldemort had traveled before learning some of his darker arts. If this is a place uh, with a reputation for sure, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's somewhere in his vapor more kind of mind, mm-hmm. well, I don't know, I guess his his mind was probably still intact, but he was kind of panicking and flying around aimlessly. Maybe he was like, oh, this is a safe place for me.
0: So maybe he thought true. that that was where he would find out how to get back to his body.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe he mm-hmm. thought he could find, like, natural allies. Although do you hiding he out a Horcrux a forest, stored there? Well, yeah, that's another ah. idea that's been tossed around.
1: But what would that mean? Well, if he did, it didn't do him any good,
2: so... Yeah, I mean, does a Horcrux help him Go from Vapromort to Foldy Blob, whatever. Well,
3: I mean, we have a few a few uh, inclinations of people from the, that part of the world. When we hear about uh, people in Bulgaria and Durmstrang, mm-hmm. people like that kind of maybe being a little shady, dark people in Albania, right. it's kind of all out there. Most of the people, a lot of the people in Albania, you got uh, your Greeks, your Serbs, your Macedonians, Bulgarians your yeah. uh muslims and even some italians but it's, it's what are you reading that, that off uh, of <laughs> i memorized i memorized that Actually, a cia world fact book i think yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> john <John-opedia. laughs>
3: no it's it's in that part of the world where we're not sure about yeah. what's happening out there
1: well, apparently they have some wizards that's kind of the key point totally yeah.
3: you're, you're right near a dermstring
0: so weird because now that I think about it, I can 't believe I didn't put this together before, but um Staten Island, where I live, actually has one of the highest concentrations of Albanian population oh. um almost in the in the country, and I remember there was a, a a lot of people come over here you know looking for and it it's not it's not that secretive these days it's not that not anymore oh no, in, no 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 yeah. no, no you know? it
1: was it had that right. reputation years ago. But still, within the story, though, why would he go that far? I right. like the idea of there of uh, I, what you said about the idea of him. That's one of the places he had studied yeah. dark arts, and so he saw whether there was a person there uh, that he thought he could get help from. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's interesting. That's, that's, that's very possible. That's fascinating. And
0: if that if that also attracted Quirrell, who was mm-hmm. doing studies,
1: right, yeah. right, um, you know. Yeah, because Quirrell wouldn't have gone there thinking Voldemort was there. No, he wasn't looking so it for it. So there must him. have been yeah. something else that drew Quirrell. That makes sense. I like that.
0: Yay! <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, maybe,
2: you know, maybe this forest that Voldemort settled down in is, like, known, well-known, like, as a dangerous... Or, you know, maybe it come to be known as, like, a dangerous place because he was living there. You know? Yeah. I mean, wasn't there something about...
0: There were whispers and shadows. Yeah, there oh, were whispers, yeah. and there was about a, about a dark force there. And is Quirrell the the, the danger type that he goes and f- goes right <laughs> to the place where there's supposed to be yeah. these, you know?
2: What we see of him, yeah, like he, he's a changed man, like after meeting Voldemort. Absolutely.
1: That was what Hagrid said, is he had changed completely yeah. after he'd gone, you know? So, uh, you know, that's that's... There, there could be that over the years that had built up as a, as a place people would say, oh, that's a there's a there's a lot of dark yeah. magic there or something. Yeah.
0: I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and it's a it's a satellite picture, and there is an inordinately large percentage of it covered in forest. Yeah. I can see right. why this would be considered sort of a dark right country, an unknown country, a yeah. shady.
2: it's not
1: about like you know? the people, or it's just like the environment. Yeah, people of Albania. You might want to send us some emails and tell us what yes. your country is really like because <laughs> we're building this very interesting, naive picture of your country never having been there. Yeah. Or you can invite us all. We'll all come and show up and take pictures and <laughs> learn. You know
3: who was also from Albania? Uncle Fester from the Adams family. Nice. Did you know
2: that? Really?
0: See, but you see, look look at the other popular iconic images yeah, are associated yeah. with Albania. This is not, you know, yeah. a coincidence.
2: Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. Now here's something that people were talking about a little bit and it relates back to another canon conundrum I think that was done earlier, the snake lore one. Oh yeah. I don't remember if we brought up at all the the cult of the snake that was from Albania mm. and the possible tie to the gaunts. There was even like some tradition of, you know, nailing snakes to houses or doors or something which reminds you of morphin. Interesting. This was in oh, the, one of the threads on the lounge, which hasn't been posted in, in a while, but maybe it'll mm-hmm. get dug up again, because it was really getting interesting, and it's only mm-hmm. got about two pages worth. There were some some links about or, I guess, references I don't remember if there are links about this cult of the snake, and, and I know it was talked about more in the snake lore thread, but, you know, maybe people were speculating that the Gaunts came from this area, or maybe even, you know, further back, you know, that Salazar Slytherin was... Possibly from, you know, this area like, you know, maybe Uh there's some historical reason that Voldemort would trust it or, you know, kind of be drawn to it in his most desperate hour. And I don't know, I kind of wonder if that's, you know, where if there is some kind of cult of the snake thing going on there, which, you know, is... Kind of a far reach, but it's really interesting to me. I mean, where did Nagini come from? What kind of snake is Nagini? It seems more than a normal snake.
1: I read something about that. It was somebody figuring out what kind of snake Nagini probably mm-hmm. was, but um, it's interesting because that also kind of fits the Voldemort. F- I don't know personality. To f- if 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 Slytherins. Ancestry would have been from that part of the country, part of the world. That he would have, in the process of his, of his learning about the dark arts and learning about things, wanted to find out more about Slytherin's background. Right. That's another possibility. That, you know, that would have drawn him there, and possibly Quirrell as well. Then, you mean like originally, and then yeah, and then when he was when he was a, a no longer himself, yeah, uh, he went back to that place because that was kind of the source of the family or something. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting stuff. You know, I love questions like this because it's one of those things that, you know, like f- as in the lexicon, we just write it down and keep going, and I never think about that question of why? Why Albania? It's just, yeah. I love that kind of stuff.
0: Well, that's what we're here for, I mm-hmm. guess.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> keep me happy and entertained. Excellent. <laughs> this, again, might be like
2: revealing my ignorance of geography and different nations, but I'm I didn't think of it. I read it, so (laughs) I'll blame whoever else first came up with it. But, you know, people were speculating that, you know, maybe this has something to do with the connection to Grindelwald as well, Um, you know, being some kind of, I don't know, Mm. Eastern European sounding. I think people tend to think that he might be German or something, but. Yeah, it's it's
1: a place in Switzerland. You're stumbling
3: upon
2: that what the actual answer is, Jason. Oh, because John knows. Because oh, John knows. John, no, know he knows. <laughs> Am I getting too close? Am I going to have to be silenced? <laughs> <laughs> That's where the editor comes in. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I'm not really sure how to follow that thread. I guess John knows. So maybe we'll wait and find out. <laughs> okay.
3: This is true. Yes. Well.
1: So you are you ready to wax eloquent, John? Or are you going to let us keep blathering for a while?
3: You want to be put out of your misery. Albania is the home of the burial ground for Grindelwald and his followers which is also otherwise known as the Deathly Hollows, uh-huh. that Harry mm-hmm. and his gang and will check Hallows.
1: out Hollows, I don't care what part of the country
3: you're from Steve in Florida we call it <laughs> 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 Slow there.
1: that's
0: an interesting theory John
1: that is where it's at. It's like Balderdash, but very interesting.
0: It's Balderdash. It's nothing. Well, You know, it's possible. It's, but uh, it does seem like a place that there would be a Hallows. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, some kind mm-hmm. of deathly mm-hmm. one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, other, what other kind are there? I know. Yeah. Well, there's a but, for those but, build friendly it- Hallows. Yeah. Which in the Bahamas. But I,
1: think, I think you're, I don't know if you're right in the details, John, but I, I love the idea that it somehow is some sort of magical, whether it's a burial ground for family or yeah. whatever, but just that idea.
2: It's funny because, I mean, when, when he's talking about it, when Voldemort is talking about it in the graveyard scene in Goblet of Fire, he kind of seems nonchalant about it. Oh, I just had to find a place where, you know, I was safe and no one would get me. But I still like, I, it just seems like, why would he have to go that far to get you know, to find a place that was safe. Right. Seems Especially like- when
0: you're a soul, nobody's really going to go How ha- and, you know,
1: yeah, know how to find and, and capture a soul right and then he goes and gets mad at people for not coming and trying to find yeah, me. Exactly. you know was like well <laughs> you're in albania for goodness sakes yes. who would have guessed I was a cloud of mist in albania <laughs> yeah. sorry and you <laughs> didn't guys find didn't me find me what's wrong yeah. with you? and then on the other well, hand Brad. flip it around though flip it around he says why didn't you come and find me which means that there would have been some reason that they should have known yeah. Went to
3: Albania.
1: Sure. yeah so they should have immediately gone he's gone where was we? Check we'll we'll right. Let's check Albania.
0: Let's see if there's any the couch Get Albania there. on the
1: phone. <laughs> I don't know. Or the flu.
0: Blame yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Albania.
1: But you know what I'm saying. I mean, you can look at it both ways. You can look yeah. at it as it being kind of ridiculous. On the other hand, yeah. again, if he went to an unusual place like that, you think there had to be a reason, and then there had to be a reason why the Death Eaters should have at least checked. Yeah. You know.
0: Those tricky Death Eaters. Well. I think it's about... John was still
1: thought. waxing eloquent, and we charged in on him. Go ahead, John.
3: Well, that was my final thought, actually. Oh. That was all of
1: it. Okay. That's the
3: final correct thought. And is. I
1: and I just dismissed it out of hand. I'm feeling kind of bad Well,
3: now. you're going to look awfully silly come July 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even the 21st. Uh, what, um, he's going to read it on the 21st completely?
0: I read all mine on the 16th last time.
3: Yeah, well...
1: Were crazy. <laughs> there were
0: special circumstances. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm gonna take my
1: time. Who else has it. final?
0: I want to relish it. Who else has final thoughts? <laughs> Anybody?
2: I'm gonna say that I think it has something to do. It's like has something to do with like a power base that maybe he visited before. Like people were saying, or I think it really does have something to do with the Gaunts and maybe even the line of Salazar Slytherin. That there's some historical base of power for this brand of wizards and dark wizards that he's kind of feels the safest at and that maybe is like the best place for him to look for help
1: I I'm I'm going to say because you know what, I love that whole idea of the of it being this historical place and everything, but I'm still going to just reiterate what I said before that I think the reason Joe chose that was because the country of Albania in like the 60s and so had a somewhat deserved reputation of being a very closed, very mm-hmm. mysterious society because you just simply couldn't get into it very easily, and so that kind of an of an idea, Albania seemed like a very remote mysterious, hard to get to kind of a place when Joe wrote it. But, uh, but I love all that stuff about the idea of it being, you know, a, 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 base of, I don't know what dark magic or something. So anyway, that's mine.
0: The idea of the being the hallows is really eating at me, John.
1: <laughs> oh no,
0: it really is because it's, it's one of those things that, that, it will be that major dumb moment to all of us when we slap our foreheads and think back to the moment when Dumbledore said in the first book that Voldemort was hiding in the forests of Albania. You know, and I, I don't know. I just I, that's a weird. Once you think about it, it's very Joe to just kind of turn that around on you and be like, ah, that detail was there all that time. You didn't think Albania was relevant. You know,
1: right. yeah, yeah. And it's like I said, every book you can't really predict because they're completely a surprise. Sure. You never could guess what she's going to come up with. Except to
0: me. <laughs> Except to John.
3: I'm actually a little nervous about getting that phone call on Tuesday morning from from Edinburgh. <laughs> I told you not to tell anybody, John. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's wrong with you?
0: Yeah, great accent, by the way. It's yeah, yeah, totally It was, it was just
1: totally, totally Joe, yeah.
3: It's actually a fake British accent she uses.
0: Well, I think my final thought is going to be that he went there because he knew it was a safe haven for his kind of magic and he could... He could, if there was anywhere in the world he could try and regenerate himself, that's where he was going to learn how to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe there's some kind of power well, source there, but then again, it, it didn't.
1: He didn't regenerate, so it's interesting because whatever it was he was planning, he obviously didn't. Yeah. Work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Way to go! Way to go, make make a good choice. I still think
2: he found Nagini there, and I think that Nagini was there for a reason. Like you couldn't just find a snake like that anywhere.
0: Maybe that helped him have a body.
2: Yeah, well, it did because I don't think maybe any normal snake would have been able to provide the sort of venom that he needed.
1: Are you going to finish up there, John? Did you come up with your final thoughts or not?
3: Um, you know, just you know, just to remind everybody, you know, Deathly Hollows is in Albania. It is a uh, ancient, not ancient, but the burial ground, former fortress of Grindelwald, where uh, he and his uh, followers had their last stand, and uh, there's re- re- residual magic there that Terry will. Uh, encounter in the last book and use it to beat Voldemort and save the day and all that. Okay. So there you go. There you go. Book seven in a nutshell, by...
1: Amazing. John nut shell. Amazing. Look
3: at me. I I'm in a nutshell. I'm just shell. stunned. We don't have to read it anymore. How did I get into this nut? How did I get into this, nut? <laughs> get into right. this
2: bloody greed nutshell?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what kind Amazing. of shell
3: has a nut? It's like... It's crazy.
2: <laughs> I'm leaving.
1: <laughs> I know right. it. This has got to... Somebody <laughs> end it. Somebody <laughs> end it. Help, help. I'm being repressed. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See ya. Bye.
0: here with our friend Jenna from com.
5: Hey Jenna. Hi, how are you guys?
0: Oh, thank you for coming on because we have yet to hear a good detailed description of what happened in London at the first performances of Daniel Radcliffe and Equus we're told that you were there up close and personal.
5: Oh yeah, that's one way of putting it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess the whole audience gets up close and personal with this show.
5: Somewhat, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. But it was a Well, so you saw it. It was a great show. Yeah.
0: For those who don't already know from our intro where we talked about it, uh, Jenna is the web mistress of danradcliffe.com, the premier Harry Potter... Uh, not Harry Potter, I'm sorry, Dan Radcliffe <laughs> website. Expert on all things Dan. Went to see Dan in Equus in the first week of his performances. So tell us about it, dude.
5: Well, I spent the whole week very nervous about it. and You know, on the verge of vomiting and not sleeping the full night before came to find out that I was very silly indeed, because he just did a fabulous, fabulous job. Well, what were you so nervous about? I don't know. Just, you know, it was his first stage performance, so I guess I had the butterflies for him, you know? It's like... <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God! You know, I hope everything goes okay. And, and actually, everything did, and it's quite funny, because the first night, everybody got everything on cue, and they got their lines, and all that stuff. And But the second night, Richard Griffiths evidently... um didn't catch all of his lines needed to be prompted.
3: No kidding. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which
5: is wow, actually quite embarrassing like because I d I didn't yeah. see I didn't see him the first night after the show, but the Saturday night after the show, I didn't know I was meeting a friend after the show and I swear I swear I didn't know that he had, had to be prompted on some of his lines, and I saw him driving away and I gave him a thumbs up and I said, Good job, and I hope he doesn't think being, uh, being sure. not being
0: facetious. <laughs> yeah
3: Sarcastic. That That's so like, funny. Oh, no. <laughs> you feel like that Jenna girl.
0: She's it's a good thing you don't horrible a, person. A Richard Griffiths website. You do not
3: want him on your bad side.
0: Well, this shows you how nerve-wracking this sort of thing is because he is a veteran. He's yeah a, a very seasoned actor, and for him to need prompting on some of his lines.
3: That happens, I guess. Yeah, but he's yeah.
5: he's he probably says three fourths of all the lines of play because he's he's doing yeah. so many lines
0: for it. So, well, the play is more almost more about his character than it is about yeah Dan. Exactly, Dan gets all the attention because of obvious reasons. But well, you know. can
5: can
3: can either one of you? Um, I think I'm probably have this in common with most of the audience, knowing very little about this play and what it's about and what Dan's character even was. J- Jenna, can you maybe enlighten me a little bit here briefly?
5: Oh, well, the the character that he plays is Alan Strang, and he's a seventeen year old troubled youth. And basically, he's blinded these these horses, and he's brought into a hospital for treatment. And so, Doctor Dizard is trying to get to the bottom of all of his anxieties and psychosis, and and he's trying to figure out why he did this to the horses. And and in doing this, he's having Alan relive everything that led up to that moment of his breakdown. And he's basically reliving it through him. And at the same time, by doing this, he's sort of, you know, living through him and, and kind of, he's, he's got a, basically a passionless life and he's not happy in his life. So he actually envies, um Alan because of his ability to have such a deep emotional passion and love for something so in a, in an essence Alan brings him closer to being able to get in touch with that within himself so he has a lot of sympathy for him and he really you know grows to admire him i think in the end and they have a sort of understanding by the end of the play
3: oh hmm. so their their relationship is like a a a patient doctor relationship or, and, and it kind of develops into something more like a, on a friendship level or something, or is it just a not pretty necess- strictly
5: not a, not a friendship not really. level? It's, it's more or yeah. less just something that's where they, they sort of learn from each other and Dizart learns through Alan's character. They don't become friends or chums or anything like that, but they definitely have a learning experience through their interactions about themselves mm. um, and each other.
0: Doctor Dizart, when I saw it, they called it Dysart, probably because I saw it in America. But um <laughs> Dr. Dizart, it's not it's not so much that they become friends or chums like Jenna said, but it they have it's through understanding how somebody could do what Alan did that motivate it, that motivates Dr. Dizart's change. You know, every character has to have, have change and right. that motivates his his arc in the story. And it's really it is oh. really intense. Yes. I, I
5: mean, I was how, what, what, crying the whole last part of the play. I mean, I don't cry. I just don't do it. And I was just like, my whole face and looked like somebody took a bucket of water and just threw it on me. And I was like, oh, I'm you know, Everybody's looking at me like, <laughs> what the heck is wrong with you? But uh, I looked around, Aww. and there were actually a lot of people that were just over there sniveling and wiping their face and just like, <laughs> you know, you could hear it <laughs> like around. So I'm like, okay, I don't feel so
0: stupid. <laughs>
3: Sounds pretty powerful. That's though.
0: interesting to me. No, but that's interesting to me because the the production I saw of it was just plain old creepy. There was nothing uh, at plucking an emotional heartstring. So it sounds like they really went on a different angle. Can you describe what kind of atmosphere they created with this?
5: Well, I think with the way they went with Dan, instead of making him creepy, they sort of made him the you know the rebellious teen sort of portrayal with a lot of angst and underlying... Issues, But they made him a lot more sympathetic and a lot more endearing than I've seen in other productions of it as well. So in this one, it, it's really, I think a lot of people that I spoke to said that they actually identified with Alan's character in this particular portrayal.
0: More so than Like some than of the people that
5: had watched the movie or just read the play and had another sort of perspective of what it would have been or from the movie what the, the movie was was the movie was definitely didn't bring the, the characters as endearing as Daniel did it didn't make you care about him as much
0: Now, where was Harry Potter in all of this? Did you detect it at all? Was he totally different?
5: No, well, he was completely he was in character the whole time which was fabulous I didn't even think about Harry Potter the whole time I watched the play
0: Do you think that's going to be true for the, the hardest core Harry Potter fans? Do you think they'll be able to, to get rid of the image of Harry.
5: I think they they will because the thing about it is is it's it's, it's not a play where you're going to have anything that's going to associate him with Harry Potter, and it's so far far away from his performance and such a different sort of role, and you know, and then again, you know, you've got the character that Griffiths is playing. It's you know, it's primarily centered around him. You know, and the character that Dan is playing is you know, he's there fueling the fire and he's pushing things along, but it's not centered around him as the Harry Potter movies are. You know, a lot of times Mm -hmm. you'll see you'll see him on stage and he'll be back there sitting in the background while Dizard is talking or another scene is going on, but he's not doing anything. He's just sitting there, he's being quiet, he's lying down or whatever, busying himself doing something else, but he's not the focus. Whereas
0: in Harry mm. Potter
5: he is you know the focus
0: and because we have to ask the question, we cannot have this conversation without unfortunately asking this question the nudity what 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 happens i I don't know how they handled it in this production under what circumstances does he without spoiling it per se?
5: The only nudity that was in the production was during the scene with the character Jill, and it was done pretty much the same way that it was written in the in the play you know they they begin their intimate scene and he tries to engage with her and it just doesn't work out for him for you know the reason of his paranoia that's going on with the the whole equus thing so he slowly starts to to degenerate and and it, it you don't even really because he's going back and forth with Dizart the whole Time, It's, you know, and you you just see him start to break down and you hear it in his voice and you see it and you don't even notice that they're naked, really. I mean, it's just you're so in tune to his breakdown and it's so intense that it, it, you know, I didn't even, I swear I'm not saying this in a bad way, but I didn't really notice it so much because I was too intent on watching him totally break down on stage, which was just mesmerizing and terrifying all at the same time.
0: What was the audience like? Did they were they respectful of it?
5: They're completely silent when it came to that part. It was so intense you couldn't even hear a pin drop. Wow! So, well, the- yeah, I'd say they were. I mean, there was one instance where there was a paparazzi that I think it was during intermission where they or, or somewhere around in that time where he was found with a pro, like a professional camera and he was actually chased out and tackled ground. <laughs> <front. laughs> <laughs> but um, wow. that was the only interruption. There was no interruptions by the um, the actual theater goers and the and the fans and whatnot. They were actually very good.
3: Well, impressive. This, you uh, you did see this performance in the middle of previews week. The show hadn't actually opened at the time, correct? Right.
5: We saw it the first so night of does, previews.
3: <laughs> when does it actually open to to the public?
5: I believe it's the twenty seventh. So, like, actual
3: performances.
5: I believe it's the twenty seventh when the critics go. Okay. They have two days, and then after that, it's open to the public. Well, it's open to the public now, and I mean, anybody can go and see it, but...
3: I wonder if it'll be a different atmosphere once the more general public start to uh, come in there, and people who may... This is probably bringing out a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise go to the theater, just because of the draw that Dan Oh, has yeah, definitely. I
5: mean, I know people that... I've had emails from people, from fans on the site, that um, they weren't planning on going to see it, and then... When the photos came out, they're like, okay, we've broken down, we're buying the tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> but, um, we've heard a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, but once you actually get there and you're watching it, I mean, you just kind of get drawn into it. And you just forget about why. Even if, even if you did go there or if somebody did go there for that reason, once they sit down mm-hmm. and they start watching the play, they forget that. Because you really get sure. sucked into it, no pun intended. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well um i I read something not too long ago on your site a note to all of Dan 's fans that may be coming out to see him uh, about what their expectations ought to be mm-hmm. for for coming to the theater and watching the show and and afterwards and I, I know a lot of people will probably go in in hopes of of seeing Dan meeting Dan, maybe seeing him off the stage door or something. And and, and you said that there was a message from Dan or his people saying, speaking to that effect.
5: Right. Essentially, you know, he did actually go out on Saturday after the show that night and sign some autographs and and talk to the fans and whatnot. Friday, he didn't. He was was exhausted. But it's not going to happen every show, you know. And the, the important thing is his fans shouldn't expect that because we don't want them to be disappointed. So we don't sure. want them yeah, I mean and there's reports that fans are going out there as as early as nine o'clock in the morning and staying around there all day until late in the evening and that's just they're not gonna see him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's no point true. in going that early. He's not gonna come out, you know? He's gonna be in there rehearsing or doing whatever he needs to do to prepare for the show. <laughs> they're not gonna let him go out. Sure. So and and it'll be lucky if he come he gets to come out just for a few minutes after a show. But it's not again something that anyone should expect to happen. If it does, then that's a great treat. And, and it's lovely that he gets to come out and, and spend a few minutes and sign autographs. And he certainly does enjoy doing that, but it's not always possible because you've got to consider he's doing this six days a week and he's got two Gosh. matinees and the play itself is exhausting. I mean, you know, it's like Sunday afternoon after both plays We'll probably sleep all day. Uh, So, it's very emotionally draining and physically draining. So, that he comes out there at all is amazing for me because I would be like, somebody please sneak me out to a cab and get me home so I go (laughs) to sleep.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. totally. I can't imagine. And it probably is going to go worse every week after um, that he's been doing it, how, you know, Tired, he's going to get.
0: Well, Jenna, we've heard some rumors about the show potentially coming to Broadway. Do you have any inside scoop
5: on that? If the show were to go to Broadway, which I'm not going to say it wouldn't, because you know, it might, but it would be without Daniel, because he wouldn't have the time to to come over with, with it. So if it did come over to Broadway, uh, hypothetically speaking, quote unquote, then it would be without him. Ah, Boo.
3: He's got he's got two other films to to do, doesn't he? Exactly. Aren't yeah. and even he's got all these Harry promotions
5: coming up and, and and publicity and things he's got to do for all these other things. So
0: yeah, it's going to be. So well, they're space. not going to start filming six until at least midsummer. So he's right. got a little vacation time, just a little.
5: How long is that running? Well, actually, the play stops running June ninth, and then he's got my mm-hmm. boy Jack. He has to film before he Isn't starts it? filming Potter. So God, okay, he's got a really. Tough schedule and plus he's got December uh, Boys coming out so he's got to do some runs for that as well. Yeah. A lot of stuff.
0: Busiest kid his age. No
3: rest for the Radcliffe.
5: And he's got to do publicity yeah. the publicity for Phoenix too so <laughs> he's got everything going on this year. It's crazy. Seriously. Well Jenna thank you so much for sharing all these awesome details about Equus. Thank you very much for having me
0: on.
3: Yeah, thanks a lot, Jenna. Um, Melissa and I are going to be heading out to see the show on, what is it, March?
0: Second, the Friday. S- Next second. Friday. The coming Friday. Yes, yes. and we'll
3: we'll bring <laughs> back our uh, experiences and stories from that as well. And uh, everybody else, who all podcast listeners who happen to come out and see the show, I'm sure we'll, we'll put together some sort of talkback area on podcast.com or something of the sort for people to share their experiences.
0: You got it. Great. Okay well oh, thanks Jenna I'll Talk to you soon Thanks Thanks Jenna And we're back Well that was a great 78
3: Probably one of the best 78s yet
0: One day that's gonna get too old
3: I keep taking pains to say it different ways
0: <laughs> But does it work? <laughs> Your creativity is astounding John
3: I have endless amounts of it
0: <laughs> Oh yes you do
3: uh, There's a
0: different word for it sometimes
3: They drink single malt whiskey only
0: you haven't been doing that, John. Where are your
3: impressions? I haven't been practicing as much as I should. I've been... I don't know how to do it yet.
0: All right, so you're uh, going to donate, then dedicate March to it instead? I'm going
3: to dedicate March to it instead because French is very difficult language to pronounce. So that's why I'm planning a trip you to France not. next week. Um, and I'm going to assimilate myself. Uh-huh. Resistance is futile. Um, in France. And get... Uh, absorb... <laughs> a little bit of the language and I will perfect my Madame Maxine at which point I'll bring it to you guys through the show.
0: Alright, well I I take
3: this very seriously.
0: Then at the live show you better have yourself a French accent, mister. Absolutely. I'm going to
3: dress up (laughs) like Madame Maxine (laughs) for the live show.
0: Can't believe we get to meet to meet some of our British fans. So excited.
3: I know. We got big podcast fan Tom is going to be there and um, Andy the house elf good friend. Yep. And who else can get a little fun shout out? Everybody else.
0: Well, don't forget to send us an email if you're coming, just so that we have a good idea. A lot of you have been already. Staff at com. Let us know. Just let us know. I mean, it's not.
3: Yes. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to remember to bring their best Percy merchandise. Uh, to the podcast, so you can get uh, some autographs.
0: You should also wear Percy Bedhead <laughs> from the second movie.
3: Yeah, everybody with the best Percy Bedhead. Gets a, That'd be gets awesome, man! To
4: see everybody with all these like poofy curls, so everybody comes in like those wigs that they have like at the you know football games it'll be awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> everybody, <laughs> it'll be so much fun. No, but we're gonna have a great time. I'm excited because it looks like we're gonna have a good turnout, and people are coming in to see the show, and they're coming from other places to come to the show, and it's oh. re- it's really exciting. Um, but it'll still be nice and manageable, <laughs> as opposed to some other podcasts we've done.
4: John, yeah, wait. it's
3: nice and manageable. And uh, there's no chipotles in in the ox, so don't worry no. about bringing me offerings. I'll, I'll I'm survive. I'm sad that I won't them. be there, but I Sadly. want to hear
4: if John he goes to take tea somewhere. That's what I want to know. Oh, we to totally have tea? to go to tea, John.
3: I've heard about tea. You put you put the cream in it, right? Mm-hmm. You should have a
0: scone You're going to get hooked on scones They're going to be your new Chipotle I do like
3: scones No,
0: you haven't had scones Until you've gone and had a traditional Really? British No, there's so much better I want some pudding It's just better
3: Which which is not the same as uh, our pudding
0: No, it's really not Mm. Guys, the week after the live show I think it's going to be another Mm. Melissa-less Oh,
3: where did did she go?
0: I'm going to be Mm -hmm. I mentioned um, I wanted to say this in the beginning But I guess I'll
3: The second one without Melissa
0: the second one without Melissa. I mentioned last week that I'm going to be uh, seeing a lot of, of Paul and the, the Wizard of Rock boys. Uh-oh. And it's because I'm going on tour with them for a few days. I'm going <laughs> to be singing lead. No, I'm going to um, be traveling with them from March 6th through March 11th. So if you're going to any of those shows, make sure to say hi. Um, because Bring of, your best
3: Melissa merchandise.
0: Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, because, because I'm writing a book. Ah, I can finally say that freely ah, Out there I can just say it oh, It's been a year since I've been Not able to say it I can finally say it I'm writing a book
3: What sort of book it's Melissa? It's a
0: book about the Harry Potter fandom Really? I'm so excited I can't Oh god I've been holding this in for so long because I'm so superstitious and I didn't want to say it out loud until I knew for sure that it was happening and I needed somebody to buy it so that I could actually devote myself to it and um, it's happened. Simon and Schuster will be publishing my book in November 2008 and it's all about what's going on right now, this amazing world, this amazing time in Harry Potter fandom, the the, the midnight parties, the scams, the Wizard Rock, the you know, everything. And so I'm going on tour with Wizard Rock to get good material for the book, better, you know, better material than you can get from a plain old interview very cool so i'm so excited and i'm gonna be asking on podcast now and then for a specific type of story that i might need so you might end up in the book if you listen to podcast john and sue you guys are gonna be characters in this book
3: we serious
0: we serious you guys are a huge part of you know this hmm. little world i'm in right now cool. part well, of it cool. is personal Oh god guys I can't even tell you this is like I just I t- I wrote I wrote Joe a letter to let her know that I that I was doing this and it's it's um I keep saying you know because she realized her dreams I get to realize one of mine it's it's just incredible the way that the way that because she sat in those cafes and wrote her book I get to do this I get to move my career in this way I get to be the person who tells this story this amazing story that somebody was going to write I get to do it and it's because of her I'm just so Guys, this is like... She's
3: a little excited about I'm a, it. I'm
0: a little excited, and I'm a little... I'm, I'm awed, and I'm humbled, and I'm... Uh, I just... I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun to write. It is so much fun to write. Well, well, well. hopefully... I, I Hopefully, I'll hopefully, I'll do a good job of capturing this awesome time that we're all oh, living in. Of course. In. <gasps> I'm so nervous, guys. It's, oh, it's terrifying.
3: Oh, you're going to do fine. It's going to be great, and everybody's going to read it and buy one for their dogs and everything. <laughs> so. Okay.
0: I hope awesome. so. From your mouth to you know Joe's ears. Nice. Okay. <sighs> MySpace shout outs. What should Ooh. be the MySpace the vlog challenge this week?
3: Make the make the poster for the movie that will be based off of <laughs> Melissa's book. <laughs> the, the, the theatrical poster starring starring John and Sue and then Melissa. <laughs> <Is that>?
0: Oh, <sighs> I love it. I, I'm I'm too curious to shoot that one down. I'm too curious. To see what the, what the Pottercast Trio movie would be
3: That would be pretty fun
0: <laughs> Okay
3: More points if, you, if they end up on YouTube Because you, are, they're you awesome. YouTubers are pretty creative too
0: You are pretty creative Well, okay, just a reminder how this works You blog, you mentioned Pottercast We find your blog, the best one wins something Crazy prizes Crazy prizes, because we like giving you guys stuff that's And right. hey, who else, who else is going to get stuff Who's better right. to get stuff than you guys There's There's better than good. you? So. Nobody's better than them So, and also, if you put us in your top list, your top friends on MySpace, by going to, yes, by going to myspace.com slash Pottercast, letting us know you've done so via message or MySpace comment, uh, we will give you a shout out. And I think we have some people that we owe shout outs to right now.
3: Ooh. How about Kara Nureen? Nureen. Kara, as in Sarah as in (laughs) Nureen as in Tambourine. So I didn't say it right.
0: Nureen. Kara
3: Nureen. There you go. Okay. And Jessica and Allie and Asher and Marty and Zach and Paige and Kelsey and Cindy and Emily and Chris say fans. Chris Sly fan.
0: I'm a Chris Sly fan. He's the guy on American Idol. He's a Chris Idol. Sly fan. He's an American Idol. He's the funniest American Idol contestant we've ever had. And that he's, is the he's reason no we
3: no the- I'll tell you that. No,
0: he's definitely not.
3: We got Papa Diddy. We got Mia Sapishi. We've got...
0: Shilip... Shlippy. Shilpy. <laughs> Shilpy. Mia Shilpy.
3: We've got Zarmak. We've got Eric and Rachel.
0: We also got Carla, Tammy, Smitten, Knitten, Pirate, Kitten. <laughs> That's the best name ever. Smitten, Knitten, Pirate, Kitten. Say that three times fast. Maja, Rand, Crazy, Tara, Echo, Kia, Amy, Carrie, Zor, Kate, Mark, Nick, Jera, and Sue's going to finish And this Kate, out. Nick,
4: Jera, okay, Crazy Pig <gasps> Films. Candace Joaquin, Connie, <laughs> Ashley, Emma, Johnny, Lindsay, Hanif, or Hanif, I'm not sure how you say that. Dylan and Gabby, Rockin'.
0: You know, I oh, love, okay. Sue, that you did Joaquin correctly because John would have totally chewed well, it through. I actually like, through, you know,
4: yeah. put it through a card. For all the names I usually slaughter, Joking. I got one right. That's pretty Joking. good. <laughs> Just go. You're wasting time. Okay. Goodbye. You next week. What a fun show. Goodbye. i <laughs> lose you in the House of Mirrors, man. You're crazy.
3: <laughs> Dobby is free. Oh, and about time to.
1: We've missed it. I confess myself to something mind i'm going to bed great scott no wonder look at the time we've been here nearly four hours spooky how the time flies when one's having fun Think.
3: who's who's gonna make the uh the pop-ups no. it's gonna be a pop-up book isn't it john i'm gonna have
4: good. to make you Origami. a special edition the john noe edition right yes yeah.
3: I have a hard time reading uh, books that aren't mm-hmm. written by Joe that don't have pop-ups in them. <laughs> so
0: this is not going to be a movie. I don't want to break your hearts. Or do, anything, do we go right? on adventures? <laughs> yes, we go looking for the. You know, cruxes. forget That's that other yes. trio. It's our trio hunt for the horcruxes. <laughs> yeah, forget I, it.
3: <laughs> chapter Chapter Four: The Carnival.
0: Oh, but think about
3: Soon, it. John, and Melissa <laughs> took off for the carnival in Indianapolis. In they Zedapolis. were looking for fun- they were looking for funnel cakes because John had a hankering <laughs> for funnel cakes. <laughs> Elephant ears just would not do.
4: Meanwhile, Sue and uh, Sue and Melissa are up in the big Ferris wheel, uh, for pop- throwing things down at John as he's yeah. off popcorn at him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sue Su- Su- Su had brought her skateboard
3: because she heard there were some very good grinds at this particular carnival. Okay, I can totally see <laughs> Crazy Piggy Films presents the story stolen, of three then. podcasters <laughs> making their way through the world. And one man at the ministry making it all okay. and his
4: name would be do 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 super dollars. This,
0: this little piggy went to the ministry. It's a, it's okay. a spinoff, you know, I just had this flash of John Noe, kind of like Eddie
4: Izzard. You know, he's going to London, where there's history is from. You know, Europe and and, and there? yeah, right? Europe. Where all the and history there he is, is in from. His little <laughs> Madame Xine outfit. I'm sorry.
3: Could be in the sun. Maybe he put some sun in. I did that once in spring break in no. high school. My hair turned orange. Boys with black hair or really dark brown hair should not use sun and it. it turns orange. It's sad pandas.